Hey guys, it's Dr. Childs here, and today we are going to be talking about Synthroid. So what I want to do is I want to give you all of the uh, best information that I have about Synthroid, and I'm going to do that by talking about what I'm calling 10 tips that I think will help give you a ton of information about how to know if you're on the right dose of Synthroid. We're going to talk about some of the side effects. We're going to talk about things that interfere with absorption. We're just going to give you a bunch of helpful tips that you can use if you take this medication, especially for your thyroid. So let's jump right in. The first one, number one, we're going to be talking about peripheral thyroid conversion or T4 to T3 conversion. Now, if you haven't heard about this before, don't worry, I'll make it really simple for you. Uh, Synthroid is a T4-only thyroid medication, which means that in order for your body to actually use it, it needs to be converted from T4, which is the inactive thyroid metabolite, to the to T3, which is the active thyroid hormone metabolite. And it does this through a process called thyroid conversion. Now, it's important to realize that just taking Synthroid doesn't mean that your body is going to necessarily use it because it has to be converted. And I've gone into detail about how that occurs, um, the different deionases and, and what they do and different factors that influence this conversion process. But what I want you to know is that just taking Synthroid may not be enough for your body. You can go into some of the details that I've gone through previously in my other articles and, and otherwise I'm going to talk about just a couple of the quick things, quick reasons that might impact your um, ability to convert T4 to T3. Number one is genetics. Some people, because of their genetics, they're not going to convert as well as other people. And this shouldn't be surprising to you. You don't have the same hair color, you don't have this, you're not the same height, you're not the same body weight as the people around you. So why would you expect that your ability to tolerate certain medications would be the same? It doesn't make any sense. And now what we're finding out is that there are ways to test for how well you can convert based off your genetics with tests like 23andMe and so on. Um, number two, medications. Some of medications, especially prescription medications, may interfere with this conversion process. Number three, inflammation. Just having inflammation in your body may limit the T4 to T3 conversion. Um, intestinal issues is another big one. And then, of course, endocrine disruptors. We'll talk about those a little bit later. But these are all factors that, if you come into contact with them, may limit how well your body is able to utilize and activate Synthroid once you take it in. Number two, this is number two in our tips, is the absorption of Synthroid. So it's not enough to just take the Synthroid by mouth once a day in the morning and call it a day. Your body has to actually absorb it in the gastrointestinal tract, and then it has to activate it once it gets absorbed. We just talked about the activation part. Now I want to talk about the absorption part. Now, you would think that most medications are absorbed, you know, pretty close to 100%, and that's not the case. Sometimes, because of the way that medications are formulated, the binders, the fillers, the preservatives, the dyes, all of the things that, that make the medication into, like, um, into its tablet form or its capsule form, they may potentially limit the, your body's ability to absorb it. So what, what happens with, with thyroid medication is that there are a lot of different factors that can limit how much you absorb. And so one of the things that I see with people is they're taking their medication, they're taking it diligently every single morning, or we'll talk about some of the other ways that you can take it, but let's just assume you're taking it in the morning. You take it every morning, but your TSH is just not going down. It's not budging. That is a, that's a red flag and an indication that you might not be absorbing it, even though you're taking it. Because different supplements, different medications, taking it with food, taking it with coffee, all of these things can limit how much you actually absorb. So let's, as an example, you might take 100 micrograms by mouth of Synthroid, but only 50 micrograms or, or even less might be absorbed into your body. So you need to be, you need to consider the fact that there are some things that interfere with 
how well your body can absorb Synthroid. And I've listed a couple here. So number one would be iron. Do not take your medication with iron. It will limit its absorption. And number two is calcium. That's another huge one. So if you're taking calcium because whatever you you think you need it or because you have osteoporosis or whatever the reason is, um, it's going to limit it, calcium binds to the thyroid hormone and limits its abil your, your ability to absorb it. And other common things include chromium, and then of course any antacids. So those would be over-the-counter antacids or proton pump inhibitors for acid reflux. All of these things interfere with absorption. And so if you just simply move the time of day that you take those medications or supplements away from your Synthroid, you might dramatically improve how you're feeling. All right, number three, are supplements helping or hurting you? So what I want to talk about here is real quickly is that there are supplements that can potentially benefit um, and help you to utilize the Synthroid that you take into your body. Okay, and so uh, the classic example was the one I gave you previously, and that is there are certain nutrients that your body uses to help the conversion of T4 to T3. So even though you're taking, let's say you're taking Synthroid, you're absorbing it, we know you're absorbing it because it's getting into your body, but you're not converting it. Now you can take some supplements such as zinc and selenium to help that conversion process. Other supplements such as iodine may actually help your body produce more thyroid hormone as well. So those can be beneficial. But on the flip side, like I said before, taking it with selenium or chromium or taking um, your supplements with iron or with uh, calcium, those things may limit your body's ability to use Synthroid. So supplements can either be beneficial or they can be harmful depending on how you use them, when you take them, um, and so on. So just think about that the next time you take your Synthroid and you know if you're taking it with supplements, think about those things. Okay, number four, tip number four, the time of day that you take your medication matters. Now this is really interesting because if you're a thyroid patient, you know that if you ever get your medication from your pharmacist, they'll probably tell you to take it first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. Don't eat or you know don't eat or drink for a couple hours after you take it. That will help you absorb it, and that's general. That's the general advice that's given. But it might surprise you to know that you can take your thyroid medication at night, and there are studies which show that taking it at night may increase free thyroid hormone levels. And so I've I've taken an image from some of these studies and shown them here. But what we what the researchers have found in these studies is that by taking your Synthroid at night, um, more of that hormone is absorbed, and therefore those patients have higher free thyroid hormone levels in their blood. And the reason for that um, is probably fairly straightforward, and that is this. Remember, I said that Synthroid is kind of hard to absorb into your body already. But in the morning, that's the time of the day. If you look at your gastrointestinal tract over a day, it's the most active in the morning. And that makes sense, right? Because most people have their bowel movements in the morning. A lot of people are taking coffee or stimulants first thing when they wake up. All of those things make your bowels move faster, which means that Synthroid has less time inside of the bowels to be absorbed. But what happens at night? Well, usually you're not eating right before bedtime. You might have dinner, you know, several hours before. But at night, your intestinal tract slows down because you're in that rest and digest phase. So Synthroid stays in your intestines longer, and therefore it's easier for your body to break it down and to absorb it. So that's a really quick, easy trick that you can use potentially to improve how much thyroid hormone you're absorbing, especially if you're taking Synthroid. And I have all the, the, the studies here if you want to look at those. They're pretty straightforward though. Oh, and by the way, worst case scenario, there's no difference between morning and night. So even if you decide to take it in the evening, because you think it'll do better for you, the, the worst case scenario is it's the exact same thing as taking it in the morning. So there's no difference between the two. Um, but there is the potential for it being a lot better. Okay, tip number five, 
levothyroxine versus Synthroid, are they really the same? The answer is no. Actually, it might surprise you to know this. These medications are not what we consider to be bioequivalents. And what that means is, even though they have the same active ingredient, the way that people utilize them in their body is not the same. And so this, is, this presents a really unique opportunity, especially if you're taking Synthroid and it's not working for you. You can simply switch to the generic levothyroxine. Or if you're already taking levothyroxine, you can switch to the brand name Synthroid. Now, what is kind of interesting is that a lot of doctors and even pharmacists think that they're the same, even though they're shown to not be the same. And pharmacists have the, the power and the ability to change a brand name to a generic because it saves insurance money and some things like that. But they can do that without necessarily consulting with your doctor, unless your doctor specifically writes on it, dispense as written. So if you are taking Synthroid and you're not doing well, and you'd like to switch to levothyroxine just to see if it does any better for you, then make sure that your doctor says on there to disp dispense as written so they don't accidentally flip it one way or the other. So you are going to have to pay attention to that a little bit when you get it. Um, but a really simple switch, just go from Synthroid to levothyroxine or levothyroxine to Synthroid, and you might actually feel a lot better. And here are some of the studies which show differences in TSH among um, people who took levothyroxine or Synthroid, and they're the same people. If they switch between one or the other, they have different lab tests. So they're obviously not the same. Number six, tip number six. This is a really, this is a really, another really good one, another easy one. And that is Tyrosint. We're going to be talking about that, which is the cleaner T4 medication. So Tyrosint is, has the same active ingredient as Synthroid, but it has only four total ingredients. And that might sound like a lot until you see the list of inactive ingredients inside of levothyroxine, which is just huge, um, including dyes, preservatives, and so on. So tyrosine is a very clean, you know, I'm, I'm air quoting here, clean thyroid medication, which only has three inactive ingredients, which include gelatin, glycerin, and water, and the active ingredient thyroxine, which is the T4 thyroid hormone. So what, what you have here is an opportunity to switch from Synthroid to tyrosine. If you aren't experiencing the benefits that you think you are with Synthroid or you should be getting and or if you are having hypersensitivity reactions. So there's a bunch of really interesting studies with tyrosine showing that it can be taken with food, um, which is really, which is really awesome, especially if you're somebody who has a hard time, um, remembering to take it on empty stomach, or maybe your schedule just doesn't permit you to get up, you know, an hour early, take your medication, eat breakfast, then go to work. Maybe you have to just get up, take your medicine, eat, and if you don't eat breakfast, you just don't eat all morning. So this is actually really, uh, beneficial. You can, you can take tyrosine with food. You can take tyrosine with antacids. Remember I told you before that antacids block, uh, absorption, but they don't appear to block uh, tyrosine absorption, and it can be taken with coffee. Now, I'm not recommending you do all these things. However, I'm telling you that if you have a problem taking Synthroid on an empty stomach, tyrosine may be the answer for you because it will allow you um, to live your life in a different way, especially if you're limited by your work schedule, family life, or other engagements. You can work around those things by using tyrosine. Uh, the downside to tyrosine, it's a little pricey. Uh, and it isn't always covered by insurance, but you can get coupons, which make it about, I think, $35 um, per month. So whereas Synthroid is probably 4 to $10 per month, um, Tyrosint would be probably 35 per month with the coupon. Um, so anyway, worth considering for a lot of people. Um, number seven, what we're going to be talking about is your dosage. This is huge. Synthroid is not going to work in your body unless you are taking an adequate dose. So how do you know if your dosage is adequate? You have to be looking at more than just your TSH. Um, and I'm going to 
I'm not going to go into a lot of detail about that right now because I have another section coming up where we're going to talk about the uh, thyroid lab test that you should be ordering. But just realize right now that your TSH is not a sufficient way to look at the entire the entirety of thyroid function and physiology in your body. It's going to miss things. It's not going to look at how well your body's converting T4 to T3. It's not going to look at those factors. It's not going to take into account genetic factors. It's just not enough by itself. It's okay to look at as um, in other ways just to get an idea and to put it, put a picture together. But by itself, it should not be the only way, the only thing you look at when you're dosing your medication. Okay, we'll talk about number eight real fast, and then I think we're going to go to, um, we're going to elaborate on what I just talked about here. So number eight is switching to other thyroid medications like NDT or T3. So if you aren't familiar, uh, remember way back in the beginning, I said there were two types, well, there's two main thyroid hormones, T4, which is in Synthroid, and T3, which is not in Synthroid. But remember, T4 is not the active hormone, T3 is the active hormone. There are other medication types out there, include, which include this active thyroid hormone, um, that you can switch to. And I'm bringing them up because study after study has shown that patients who don't do well on Synthroid or T4-only medications, when they switch to things like Armour Thyroid or um, NP Thyroid or Nature Thyroid or Cytomel or Lyothyronine, they experience more weight loss, they have a better quality of life, they have fewer symptoms of depression, and overall they just do a lot better. Did I say weight loss? I can't remember if I said that or not. But they also experience more weight loss, which is, I think, a, a really important point for many of you. And the reason is simple. Your body naturally produces both T4 and T3. But when doctors give you back thyroid medication that you're lacking, they completely neglect to give you the T3 component. They only give you the T4 component. And so you're not getting the same amount that your body was producing naturally. So, of course, you're not going to feel right and you're not going to feel the same unless you add those two. Now, if you combine T4 and T3 together, like occurs in natural desiccated thyroid, or you can give yourselves T4 and add synthetic T3 to it, you're matching more closely what your body would produce naturally. And, of course, you feel better when you do it. So let's go back. So this is tip number nine. If you are taking Synthroid, you need to be looking at the complete array of thyroid lab tests, otherwise known as the full thyroid lab panel. Um, for Synthroid, I would recommend, remember we said TSH, so I'm not including that here, but in addition to TSH, you should be looking at your total T3, your free T3, your free T4, and your reverse T3. And you can look at all those and what they mean right here. Um, but a, a real quick tip here, most doctors will, and you'll see it all over here, I'll probably get comments about this, I answer these comments all the time, they say, my doctor says insurance won't cover these tests. That's baloney. They will absolutely cover it. I cannot tell you how many different insurance um, I've ordered, I don't even know, thousands of thyroid lab tests, and I have had maybe one out of, let's just say one out of two or 300 that get kicked back to me for some reason that they aren't being covered. So it's very likely that your doctor just doesn't know what they're talking about when it comes to these tests being covered by insurance. They will cover these tests. They're routine tests. Okay, it's okay. They'll cover them. I even order them several times per year. I never have any issues. So don't buy that. So what do these tests do? They give you a better idea as to what is happening with the free thyroid hormone levels in your body. And that's all that matters. Your TSH is a reflection of how much thyroid is getting into your pituitary. But it doesn't tell you how much your thyroid gland is producing or should be producing and how active it is. And so if you look at the free thyroid hormones, and after all, these are what do the job of thyroid hormone in the body, they are perhaps the most important markers, especially free T3 and total T3. So if you have various patterns, when you look at all these together, you can kind of get a better idea as to what is going on. So I give you a couple of these patterns here that you can look at. So let's say um, you can look at all these yourself as well, but I'm going to go over just a couple here. Let's say you have a high TSH, 
but you're still taking Synthroid. What is going on? You may be confused, but you don't have to be. Because if you're taking Synthroid, your TSH should drop, which means it's not for some reason. So what I would say is either one of two things is happening. Your dose is not high enough, number one, or number two, you're taking a sufficient dose, but it's not being absorbed. Because if it was being absorbed, the TSH would drop. Does that make sense? So hopefully that's, hopefully you can you, you can kind of get where I'm going here. So we'll, we'll give um, another example just so you have an idea. Let's say you're taking Synthroid, um, you have a low TSH and and so you're trying to figure out what does that mean? Well, it's pretty straightforward. If Synthroid lowers the TSH and you, and in this case, you're probably absorbing it, then that may be an indication your dose is just too high. So if you back down on the dose, that TSH will come up. Now, again, you don't want to just look at TSH, which is why I have the different patterns here, which include TSH, free T4, free T3, and total T3. So you can look at these patterns to get a better idea as to what is going on. All right, so that's tip number nine. Tip number 10, I know this is getting long, but we're almost done. That has to do with Synthroid side effects. Okay, so this is a kind of an interesting topic. Does Synthroid carry with it side effects? The answer is absolutely yes. However, I want to paint a picture for you. If you are taking Synthroid to replace lost thyroid hormone in your body, and we're giving back your body the exact hormone that it's deficient in, you shouldn't have any symptoms, okay? The reason is we're just replacing what is lost in your body. It's the, it's the exact same bioidentical hormone that you would be producing naturally. So it doesn't make sense that you would suddenly react negatively to that medication. If you are reacting, one of a couple things could be happening. Number one, your dose might not be high enough. You might not be getting enough. Number two, it might be too high. Okay, or number three, and this is what I think a lot of people react to, are the inactive binders, fillers, preservatives, and dyes found within Synthroid because those are not normal for your body. Those should not be, well, they're in the medication to stabilize it, but those are not things that are running around, you know, that your body is producing naturally. So if you're having side effects, it's probably due to one of those three things, and they can all be um, addressed by the tips that I've given you here. But I've included some of the, some of the, um, side effects associated with um, Synthroid right here. So that would be weight gain, hair loss, heart palpitation, rashes, headaches, insomnia, hot flashes, and of course, menstrual changes. So I talk about what may be causing those and how to deal with them as well here, um, if you'd like. So that was it. This is all about Synthroid, guys. I want to give you all of the information that I think um, you would need if you're taking Synthroid. So if you have any questions, I know this is kind of a complicated topic, please leave them below. Um, if you like this information and you want to hear more, um, you can subscribe or you can, you know, like this video. That's always helpful. But I want to hear from you guys. G give me your questions. I'll do my best to answer them. And otherwise, I will see you guys in the next one.